BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today we're going to talk about DNA versus RNA. A couple of weeks ago, in the episode called The Secret Life of Genes, I talked about the fascinating lives of genes. Our friend Addy the Nucleotide had a job he loved, helping transcribe DNA into messenger RNA, or mRNA, the code that tells the cell how to build proteins. This week, we'll take a closer look at how that works by looking at the difference between DNA and RNA. But first, this episode is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rusanovich. In this intense thriller, cybersecurity expert Jeff Aiken discovers that the New York Stock Exchange has been hacked, and somebody on the inside knows. More on the Rogue Code audiobook and why you should listen in just a moment. As I mentioned in my episode on the human genome, each of your genes is a little section of DNA that contains the instructions for creating a protein. DNA is made up of four different kinds of nucleotides, guanine, adenine, thiamine, and cytosine. Since those names don't exactly roll off the tongue, we usually just abbreviate them as G, A, T, and C. The rungs of the DNA ladder are formed when associated bases on each strand stick together. Guanine binds to cytosine, and adenine binds to thiamine. Each of these ladder rungs is called a base pair, because they're made up of a pair of nucleotide bases. When your cell wants to make a protein, it sends an enzyme called RNA polymerase 2 to make a copy of your DNA. There are other varieties of RNA polymerase that make other things, but we won't discuss them today. When you're trying to figure out the meaning of a scientific term like RNA polymerase, it's helpful to break the word up into smaller parts. So let's take a look at that name. First, anytime you see something biological ending in A's, it usually means that it's an enzyme. An enzyme is a special kind of protein that catalyzes a chemical reaction. That means it allows the reaction to occur or helps to speed it up. The polymer part means that this particular enzyme catalyzes a reaction that results in making a polymer. You've probably heard the word polymer before. It means something big made of a bunch of small something stuck together. Since this is RNA polymerase, the something big is an RNA molecule, and the small somethings are nucleotides. So putting that all together, what RNA polymerase does is catalyze the reaction where a bunch of nucleotides are stuck together to form an RNA molecule. RNA polymerase 2 does its work by running along the DNA molecule and taking advantage of the base pairing feature of DNA. Every time it sees a guanine nucleotide, it sticks a cytosine to it, and vice versa. When it sees a thiamine nucleotide, it sticks an adenine to it. And just when you thought things might be making a little bit of sense, when it sees an adenine, instead of sticking a thiamine to it, it slips in a uracil nucleotide. Why in the world does it do that? Well, let's see if we can figure it out by looking at the difference between DNA and RNA. RNA is a lot like DNA, in that they both are made of a bunch of nucleotides stuck together. However, there are a couple of key differences. First, one starts with an R, and the other starts with a D. That might sound like a dumb thing to say, but all of the rest of the differences in the two molecules can be traced back to this fact. 
The D of DNA stands for deoxyribose, whereas the R of RNA stands for plain old ribose. Let's use our strategy of tearing apart scientific words to see what the difference is between these two. Back in the 19th century, scientists isolated an interesting compound from gum arabic, a gummy sap that comes from the acacia tree. They called it arabinose. When a biological word ends in ose, that usually means it's a kind of sugar, like fructose, sucrose, glucose, etc. The arabin part comes from the fact that it was found in gum arabic. Over time, scientists discovered that there were a few different kinds of this type of sugar, depending on just which way you arrange the atoms. One of those kinds they called ribose, which is just a shortened version of arabinose. Sugars are a kind of carbohydrate, meaning that they're made up of carbon, oxygen, and hydrogen atoms. Ribose's chemical formula is C5H10O5, which means it has five carbons, 10 hydrogens, and five oxygens. So now that we know more about ribose, the R in RNA, let's take a look at deoxyribose, the D in DNA. Deoxyribose is a ribose that's been deoxyed. In science, words that start with D usually mean remove, and oxy almost always refers to oxygen. So deoxy means remove an oxygen. So putting that all together, deoxyribose means a ribose with an oxygen removed. So putting that all together, deoxyribose means ribose with an oxygen removed. As I mentioned earlier, one more important difference between RNA and DNA is found in the kinds of nucleotides that RNA uses. While DNA uses guanine, adenine, thiamine, and cytosine, G, A, T, and C, RNA uses guanine, adenine, uracil, and cytosine, G, A, U, and C. And now the reason for this is, well, nobody knows for sure. However, there are several possible reasons. One of the most likely is that thiamine is more stable. Since DNA is responsible for the long-term storage of your genetic code, stability is pretty important. RNA, on the other hand, tends to only stick around until its job is done, so stability is less important. This podcast is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rusinovich. When Jeff Aiken is called in to investigate a possible breach in the New York Stock Exchange, he finds that the system has been hacked, and it seems traders may have allowed it to happen. Instead of praising him for his discovery, the NYSE turns on Aiken, accusing him of grand larceny. Now Jeff must find and expose the criminals behind the theft to protect the U.S. economy and prove his own innocence. The search takes Aiken to the back alleys of Rio de Janeiro, where he takes on one of the world's most ruthless cartels. One of the interesting things about this book is how the author has such a believable use of technology, while narrator Jeff Gurner brings a quick-paced action to life, and it's hard to press pause on the Rogue Code audiobook. Listen to an excerpt now. Go to macmillanaudio.com slash roguecodeaudio to hear a sample. Once again, that's macmillanaudio.com slash roguecodeaudio. So now you know more about the differences between DNA and RNA. Next time, we'll take a look at how your cells use RNA to make the workhorse of biology, the protein. If you liked today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Einstein. If you have a question you'd like to see in a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Lee Phelan, with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.